Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 29. On today's episode, we are talking to quiet time expert Danny Gapa about the secrets to keeping your sanity as a business owner and homeschooling mom to five children. And even if you're not a full-time homeschooling parent or you don't have as many kids, there are so many juicy tips that you just don't want to miss today. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with quiet time specialist, Danny from Wild Happy Family. And I am not going to lie, this is one that I needed to hear. Danny is the mother of five kids, so if she can figure out how to have two hours of peace and quiet in her home every day, even while homeschooling and all being together 24-7, then she can help me with my only child, and she can help you too. Danny is a wild and happy mama of five and married to, as she says, the handsomest of German men. She is passionate about growing wild, happy families, inspiring mamas to step into their callings as co-creators, and gives them the tools to create more time, boost meaningful productivity, and influence their communities with the power of relationships, starting at the most important place, home. All right, so now let's get on with our conversation. Danny, welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, I always like to start our shows by learning more about you. So can you tell me more about yourself and your family and what you find most interesting about minimalism or living a more simple and intentional life? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so I'm Danny. I'm a mama of five. Um, we I originally come from Canada. I'm married to a German, uh, but we're living currently in eastern Ukraine. So there's a lot of 
odd things about us right there. We just moved here last year, just about a year ago. And so because of all this moving and this kind of international lifestyle, we've kind of been forced to be more minimal. We've never owned a house or been able to like, you know, get lots of stuff. Despite the fact that we have five kids, we actually, we're still fighting against having so much stuff. But, you know, we haven't had like a garage to store it in. You know, moving here last year to Ukraine, we had to sell a lot of our things and um, get rid of a lot of stuff. And it's just been, it's had to be part of our life. It's a must with so many kids and traveling. Oh, oh my gosh, I love it. Well, and, you know, I think that's one of the things that we connected on was this this love of inter- things international. And, you know, I, for those of the, my listeners that haven't heard that part of my story, we traveled for a year and a half in uh, Europe last year, and that was our second stint traveling. We had done another one where we did, like you, sold off like 90% of everything we owned and traveled for about six months. It does open your eyes to the fact that you don't need a bunch of stuff, and it really just does help you cement what is important to both you and your family and and those connections and the people you meet along the way. And so I just love that we have been able to connect on that. And your story is fascinating. So I'm super excited to get to learn more about you and your big family. (laughs) Yeah, another thing about um, stuff is that it has it causes problems, actually, right? It like emotionally burdens you. And that what that's what we've noticed, too. So I'm 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 all for minimalism and, or at least attempting, you know, it's like, it's a constant journey of like, oh, is this stuff, do I really need it? Like, is this really important? And it actually really helps our relationship because our kids have too many toys. And then we find ourselves like, you know, getting frustrated with the kids. So, you know, we've had to like get rid of it so that we keep relationship. Otherwise, you know, it just become an angry mommy stepping on their crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, so true. But you know, so how has your life changed as your family has continued to grow? Because that's something I can't really speak to. We only have one child only, um, but we do have one child. And, you know, you were saying you have five. So how has that continued to evolve or change as you've continued to grow your family? I think uh, more toys, right? You know, we have five kids and then Christmas comes and birthdays come. And of course, you want to like, you want to get them something or their grandparents get them something awesome. And so one really practical rule, or I wouldn't say it's a rule, but a guideline that we have implemented in our family is like, if our kids are getting toys, we specifically ask grandparents to buy them toys that kind of add on to their other toys. So, okay, for instance, we have like Lego for the bigger boys, you know, another Lego set, you know, we don't want to have like a whole bunch of random plastic items lying around. So we're trying to be a lot more particular around the toys that they get. And we also try to choose more open-ended toys. One of our favorite toys here in Europe, it's called Kapla. I know there's something like it in North America. I forget what it's called though. It's like, they're practically little wooden blocks, planks. And it's like an awesome open-ended toy. We just get a box of them and the kids spend hours like building boats and castles and then they take their little lego figures or their playmobile figures and play with them so we try to keep open end of toys and then let grandparents kind of add on to those things but like no new junk you know my kids are like this is junk right mommy when they're pointing at like some i don't know you know what i mean i I don't even know what these toys are called these plastic dolls or like oh yeah animals the kids want them but they know it's like junk food yeah 
we're we're <laughs> dealing with that a little bit right now. My daughter is six, and so she is in first grade. It is amazing because we've been doing a lot of Zoom playdates and things where she's, you know, trying to connect with other children because, she, again, she doesn't get much, you know, child interaction being an only child and we're stuck at home. But it is amazing what she sees in their homes and then it makes her want things. And so it is this very fine line, this balancing act of getting them the things they want so they don't feel left out, but then also not getting everything they want because you have to decide and and make that choice. And, you know, you as the parent who is actually purchasing the items will get to have a little bit more control. So makes sense. Okay, so one really interesting point that I have seen on your website, or maybe I saw it on your social media, I'm not quite sure, but you have to tell me about this. So you have this idea that having your kids around you all the time will actually increase your productivity. Okay, what? (laughs) Oh, what? Uh, I know my husband and I were talking about this. He's like, are you serious? And I was like, no, seriously, think about it. Okay, before I had kids, and maybe that's before you had your daughter, think about like how much time you had just to do like whatever, right? So there's two things here. When when you have, when you didn't have kids, I'm, and I go from like myself thinking back, I'm like, how much stuff did I really get done? Like, did I start a business when I didn't have kids? No. Did I start, like I had a whole bunch of the hobbies that I've started in the last few years, like having my kids around just because, I don't know, there was some drive that pushed me to like do and and I had to be really wise with the time that I had that. So I found that, that um, having my kids around me made me really cherish the times that I had to myself. And like somehow my productivity like skyrocketed in the last few years having more children because I think I was forced to really choose what I want to do. And then I have more impact actually doing those things. The second thing that I would argue we are more productive is that we are literally raising human beings and I I mean how much more productive can you get if you're like influencing a life that will continue on and their influence multiplies over their children I mean that's pretty dang productive so that's my argument that I think most moms you know if you have your kids around you you're forced to like choose what to do and you do it powerfully I love it. It goes along with that saying of, if you want something to get done, give it to a busy mom. Exactly. That's, I think <laughs> that about that all sense. the time. I'm like, I'll do it. I like, well, I'll do it because I, I know I only have like 15 minutes to do it and it's going to get done right. before you, a baby wakes up. <laughs> right. You focus on the essential, like yeah. the core thing that absolutely has to happen and you let the details go. So, all right. Okay. Okay. I'm on board. I get it. <laughs> And the other thing I want to talk about is this idea of quiet time. Now, with five kids, I can imagine that there is a lot of noise, a lot of chaos, and a lot going on in your home. So how do you stay sane? (laughs) Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. 
Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With EarnIn, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the EarnIn app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip, and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with EarnIn, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Oh my goodness. It is so loud. Everyone asks, like, how do you do it with five kids? And I'm like, well, it's really loud. It's really loud. So I like quiet and I like to do things. And so it was like, it was a system that we started building when our first child was born. Thank God we began it when he was first born because now with five kids, it is absolutely essential to my sanity. If I did not have a system built where I could kind of make this boundary for myself and say, this is my time. You guys do not talk to me. Do not ask me questions. This is your time. This is my time. I would not be sane. Uh, we homeschool too. So like on top of that, we have kids around, like literally they are with us all the time. We've traveled around Europe all last year. We were like nomads. So it's like, you know, there is no break. And if you do not have a break, you need to build some sort of framework where you do have a break because I am not their play toy. I am I'm not just like a babysitter. I'm a mother and I need to be healthy for me to be a happy and calm mama. And for me to do that, I need to have this, this space, the sacred mm. space of quiet time. Mm, I love that. And could definitely use a little help with that myself, even though I only have one. And I know a lot of my listeners are having to go through this kind of transition right now too, because we weren't used to having our children around all the time. We were used to them going to school. We were used to that process and that schedule and that structure. And now, you know, I'm going on two months here with us all together, all the time, 24 hours a day, all meals at home, all playtime at home, everything 
here. And so you have a system set up for this though. And so how can I and my listeners start implementing this quiet time? Like where do we even start? If we didn't start when they were babies, unfortunately myself, Mm -hmm. and I have boundary issues. So my husband is much better at this than I am, but we were actually talking about this last night and I said, it's okay. I've got Nanny coming on the podcast tomorrow. She's going to tell me what I need to do (laughs) because it is, it's this thing where I don't set that boundary right. And then it just kind of creeps, it creeps, it creeps. And then I get so frustrated. So what is it that we can do? How do we start? Please help me. (laughs) Says so many mommies out there. I know. (laughs) So I've called my system stupid, simple, quiet time because it really is just stupid, simple. (laughs) Um, So it basically revolves around the idea of having anchor points and consistency. I wanted to keep it super, super easy. And what I did was when we began it is we said, okay, anchor point is our lunchtime. Anchor point means it's something that you normally do every day. There's no, you don't even think about it. It's a habit. It could be like brushing your teeth or having a 10 o'clock coffee or, you know, maybe it's late afternoon, whatever you normally do. And then you build a quiet time around that. And so for us, we have lunch. We eat a big warm lunch because we're quite European and we have this nice, lovely, warm lunch. And then every child knows after lunchtime, they go into their bedroom. There's no question. There's no, uh, can we do this? It is we eat and then they go. I have a few moms that I've worked with where they have been either like a single parent or they've had one child and they're like, my kid is like 10 and he's hanging off of me all the time. Like, how do I, how do I even start this? And my suggestion is to be really clear about like, okay, listen, we're going to start this. It's going to be whatever the time that works best for you that you're not going to forget. And that's going to happen like every day. And then you're going to go into your bedroom or in a corner. A lot of people are, are sharing bedrooms because of the multiple kids in one bedroom or they're living in a small house. So they have a designated area that is their quiet area. And they can be in there, I say, between one and two hours. It might sound like a long time, but kids actually do really well being by themselves for a while. And I think as moms, we often, either we feel guilty that they're away and we're kind of like shutting them off in a corner. That's one big issue is this guilt. And the other issue is, oh, now I just forgot what the other issue is that I had in my head. Uh, But mainly it's like mom guilt. You don't think that this is okay for, you know, one to two hours and then give them something to occupy them. You know, you can't just expect them to go there and have like nothing to do, like go sit in a corner and being quiet. Yeah, that that doesn't work. Um, And so in my system that I've built, I've also included a whole bunch of resources where there's like activities and audiobooks. Audiobooks are huge for my kids. They love to just sit and listen to like a story. And that's like a good hour that they'll listen to like a story and they'll just like the beginning. They just laid in their beds. Now they kind of like lay in their designated area and play with a toy and listen to a story and they they don't come out. And I have a cappuccino with my husband in quiet every single day. Oh, you get a date every single day. How nice. Or I work. So it's yeah. like, you know, I, uh, I, choose, I choose. It's like, really, you can do whatever you want with that time. But yeah. it's oh. it's lovely. It's like a little bit of heaven. It's a little oasis. Yeah. And it <laughs> keeps me grounded and it helps me kind of get ready for the next part of the day. So, you know, often our mornings are taken up with like homeschool and it's chaotic and I'm doing laundry and I'm answering questions and, you know, we're, we're trying to get stuff and there's five kids all, you know, there's babies crying and all that. So it's like, it, 
it's like this sensory overload. And so after lunch, you know, it's done. We have quiet. I, I don't even clean up the kitchen. I just like leave it there. And I like, I rest. I oh, rest that's really nice. and refresh. I love that. I would imagine this also works really well, even if there are babies at home, because it kind of coincides with nap time. So you still can then put your youngest down for a nap. And while the oldest are preoccupied with their activities. That's hmm. right. I mean, I love sometimes it. Sometimes you need to be a little bit flexible with the baby, of right? Course. So of if course. it's if it's only yeah. map, napping in the morning, then you could shift your quiet time into the morning and make it work for your family because every family is unique. It's it's there's no rules. It's just like a guideline that will help you. And I think a lot of us just need that okay. It's okay to do that. It's okay yeah. to let your kids be alone. Yeah, that permission. Yes, you are not a bad mom. If your child plays by themselves for a couple hours, in fact, you're probably a much better mother and teaching them how to cope with themselves. Yeah. No, I'm, it's actually, I read a study about like, you are um, actually giving, you're gifting your children the ability to be alone with themselves. And how many of us struggle with that today, just to be mm -hmm. quiet and alone, because we're constantly overwhelmed with things and colors and lights and toys, right? So yeah. you're actually gifting your child this, this moment to, to be present, to be quiet, to be in their imagination. Think of it as a gift. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, so I think we've kind of covered this, but I just want to make sure that we hit this home for the mom that is listening to this that is like, okay, this will absolutely not work for me. I've tried it before. I've tried something like this. My kid will not be by themselves. They will come out of their room. They will not listen to this. What do you say to that mama and how do you help her get her sanity back? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice.
So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. Well, so there are a number of things that you can do, and it really depends on the age of the child. Um, I know that the most difficult time is probably around the toddler years where, you know, if you're implementing it, you haven't tried it before, they're going to they're going to they're going to fight it. They're going to be like, I want my mommy, you know. And so there are a number of tricks that you can use with especially the toddler age you can use. There's like these visual clocks that show like wake up time. Mm -hmm. Um, And my sister, she uses that with her toddlers where it's like orange means, you know, 15 minutes until you're allowed out. Green means go. And so it's like a visual aid for the child to be like, oh, okay. And it's a boundary you're setting. And kids respond really, really well to boundaries. I would also say it's probably difficult if you're not consistent in it Mm -hmm. because... Like I said, children need boundaries. They need to know what's expected of them and they need to know that it's going to happen like every day. If we like skip a day of it, our kids are like, what? Like, I don't understand. Like, how is this day working? Because they just need that security thing. So Mm -hmm. if they don't have that and if it's not regular, they're going to fight against it. And if you're only, if you're implementing it for the first time, I guaranteed your first week is going to be tough. If you've ever like, slept trained, sleep trained a child, yeah. <laughs> um, or you're trying to get rid of like soother or, you know, any of these things, um, it's tough at the beginning, yeah. but then you kind of like, you go in the motions. It, it, it just, it, it works. Another really great trick for like the toddler age is to have a busy bag or a toddler box, which is only quiet time toys. So it's like something special that they can look forward to. It's a time that they can only play with these special things. So you make it like uh, an experience for them every day. And for older kids, you can do the same thing. I just had a lady email me and say, I think her son is about, I think he's eight or nine years old. And she's a single mom and she really struggled with not having any time to herself. He's really clingy. And she has just recently started implementing the stupid, simple quiet time system. And she said the thing that really worked for with her was also having a grab box for him is like, okay, it's um, they, they built an anchor system. He went into his quiet time and he could just grab an activity out and then he could use it. And that was his quiet time, like activity box. There's like a map creator. He could draw. It was like, you know, all these things. And he had like a, he had a various, um, I think he had like three or four different boxes that she made for him and she could always switch it out and put new stuff in. So it was exciting for him. So there's a lot of little tips and tricks that you can make it work for you, make it work for your child. Yeah, those are great ideas. And it's so funny because I am really consistent with bedtime. I mean, (laughs) Bedtime, no problem. She goes to sleep. I mean, honestly, her bedtime right now is 7.30 during the week, which I feel is really early for a six-year-old. We're probably going to bump it up. Her birthday's in a couple weeks, but don't tell her. But anyway, so I just feel like I can be consistent in so many areas in my life, and yet I do think it's that mommy guilt. I need that permission to be like, it's okay. She needs to be able to learn these things, and I am gifting her something very special that she's going to need. And I am her parent and it is my job to teach her how to live in this world without me at some point. And I'm not doing her any service if she needs to be constantly entertained. So totally on board. It's just funny how some (laughs) things are really easy for us. And then there's sometimes just a block up against something and we just need someone to come along and help us 
get past it. And um, so thank you for joining us today to help us all get past it. And again, we will make sure that we have links for your system, the stupid, simple, quiet Quieta. system. <laughs> we'll make sure we have links for all of that in the show notes so everybody can get that. And we'll tell you about that in a minute. But if you were starting your minimalism and simple living journey all over again, what is the first thing you would do? Okay, with or without kids? <laughs> Let's probably say with, because I would say most listeners have kids and so they need something yeah. that'll work for them now. <laughs> okay, okay, get rid of toys. Probably get rid of toys. We're constantly like getting rid of toys. Yeah. So that would be one thing for the kids side of things. Get rid of toys. They really don't need so many toys. They need a lot of open-ended toys so that they could be creative and they can do stuff with their hands and they need to dress up and, you know, stuff like that. But they don't need a lot of the stuff that's produced is just contributes to consumerism and garbage and waste and all that stuff. So I would say get rid of a lot of toys. And for myself, I would probably be more intentional about the clothes that I buy and only pick things that work together so that I have a small wardrobe that I never have to think about. I can just put on stuff and I don't have to waste my brain resources trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. So that I would do that. Love it. Love it. Those are fantastic. Okay. So let's hop in now. Where can people find you? We're going to set up a special page because you've got a few things to give away. I'm going to have a page for everyone listening. You can go to littlegreenbow.com slash Danny. In addition to today's show notes, we have a special link set up just for listeners because Danny has some really fun things to give away. So what are you going to have there? Okay. On that page, we have uh, actually a couple freebies for you guys. We have Seven Secrets to Thrive, which is forgotten self-care tactics just for mommies. It's kind of a guided journal for passionate mamas who want more. And we go through things like cheerfulness and gratitude and being authentic and having more influence over your children and careful words. There's all sorts of stuff in there and it's really beautiful. You're going to love it. And then I have something also for the kids as well. I have a giant bundle. It's called the giant activity bundle and it's 140 pages, I think of printable activities and games and their educational, like we have Sudoku in there. It's just like everything you need to keep your kids occupied in one go. So that is going to be in there for you guys, along with the link to the stupid, simple, quiet time system. And you can find, actually, my sister and I are over at wildhappyfamily.com. So if you want to visit us, we have new stuff coming every couple weeks because we like to make things and we like to help moms grow wild, happy families. So wildhappyfamily.com is where you can find us. And we're also starting our podcast in the next couple weeks. So you can go there and check that out as well. Fantastic. And then are you wild, happy family on all of the social medias as well? What's your favorite yeah. one? So Instagram, we're wild, happy family dog. Uh, yeah. Wild, happy family. And I believe also Facebook, we have a wild, happy family group and a page. So you can find us wherever just wild, happy family. <laughs> Fantastic. And for the stupid, simple, quiet time, is there a special introductory price on that? that you've got going on right now? It is um, $655 worth of stuff. You're going to get it for $49. Holy moly, that's a great price. So yeah, definitely for any mamas listening, they really need to hop on that. And it is, I'll get our sanity back. (laughs) 
And it's lifetime access, so it's like everything. There's a huge li- digital library included there for you uh, of activities and audiobooks. It's ooh, really awesome. So Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll definitely make sure we have all those links so everybody can check it out. And you guys, I've taken a look at it. It's fantastic. So definitely make sure you get over there. And I love to end each interview with three rapid fire questions. So number one, what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? Oh, cappuccino. It's every day. Oh. It's, it's wonderful. Cap- yeah. Oh. Cappuccino and with my husband. I love it. I do miss my <laughs> European cappuccinos. I know. <sighs> I don't drink anything else. I love cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best advice about minimalism or habit that you've ever received? Oh, that's a good, okay, that's a good question. Well, we all only have 24 hours in a day, and I think that you can make it work for you. There is hidden hours in there that you can make a huge impact with. I think in intentionality and simplicity, you can take those few hours and, I don't know, create something that you love out of them. So I don't know if that's really simplicity, but it's intentionality, and I think we can be intentional with our time. Oh, I love that. And even just minutes, like it's amazing what you can get done in just a few minutes if you're really concentrate and are intentional with your time. So ah, great piece of advice. That's one of my favorite questions because you never know what you're <laughs> going to get. I love it. And then what is making you happy right now or in this season of life? Oh, I love my business. I love working on it. It's so much fun. It's like, it's a huge passion for me. So working together with my sister, working together with her family, like we've developed all this stuff together, all of the activities I've made, I've made with our kids, all the audiobooks. you know, it's all, I, I love it because it's holistic. It's every part of me and I get to express myself in it, include my family in it. And it, it's just a lot of fun. So ah, that's very cool. Now is your sister, where is she located? Is she in Canada? She's in Germany. No, she's oh, in she's Germany too. In Germany. Oh, fine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm not in Ukraine. She's in Germany. Yeah, yeah. I mean, somewhat yeah. doable when all of this coronavirus stuff is over. So, oh, that's nice. Okay. Much easier than Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. And I just uh, really appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for mamas and helping us all be better and have less guilt and give us the permission to um, raise our little humans with intention and just giving them a better start in life. So thank you so much for joining us. Having me, Deanna, I really appreciated it. It's been fun. Of course. Enjoy, enjoy. And it's super cool to be able to do this, me in San Diego and you in the Ukraine. And I I just love it. I I love the internet. Isn't it great? (laughs) It's the best. It's so cool. So awesome. Well, have a good one. It was so nice to have you on today. Take care. Bye-bye. See what I mean? Danny has some amazing information, tips, and secrets for taking our time back as mamas. Plus, by helping us see that quiet time is a gift for our children, she gives us permission to look at what they really need. Today's show was a great reminder that our job is to help equip our children for their future with the tools that they will need later in life. Can you imagine how much easier all of this quarantining stuff would be if we were all better at quiet time with ourselves? There's some food for thought for you. Thanks again to Danny for being a guest on this show and for sharing so freely. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, I would be absolutely delighted if you would leave a review on iTunes. And while you're there, please take a second to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. 
And one last thing, be sure to join us again on Thursday when I'll be talking to a financial planning expert. You will be so surprised at how much money mindsets and minimalism have in common. It is such a great show and I know you're going to love it. See you again later this week. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness, and I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder, and I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.